Welcome to Joyfield and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniels, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only let you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional, spiritual ninja warrior you were created to be. This is a surprise season on child level maturity. What it is, why it's important, and what are the key factors in parenting our own children through these stages. In this episode, I share with you how I have been unintentionally shaming my son lately. You heard that right. I had no idea how much I dislike being with people when they're angry about things that don't make sense to me. (laughs) Thankfully, my husband and son gently helped me see these automatic responses in myself this weekend. I'm so glad to be a part of a community of practice. Hope you enjoy the story. Hi there. So today I want to share with you um, some ways that I realize I'm subtly shaming my son. Wow. This weekend was a heavy lifting as far as relational skill training goes. And I had lots of opportunities to practice attuning with my son and helping him return to joy. And I have to say, I failed at almost all of them. So I thought I would share with you guys what it looks like when I fail. Um, I'm also really excited and thankful that my husband was with us most of the weekend and he was just able to create space for me to reconnect with my son in these moments and where I got to learn from each one of these moments. And so just super thankful for that and thankful that we have a family that where we can get it wrong and we can ask for forgiveness and we can learn to do things better. And that's just super exciting to have that grace filled family that I've always hoped to have. So I'm going to share one of the stories with you because it's, it's really a silly, simple story. And the, the story begins with biscuits. Uh, my son loves to cook, and he made these amazing cheese biscuits for breakfast uh, Sunday morning. And we all had biscuits for breakfast, and then there were six biscuits left over. And I wanted gravy with those biscuits for dinner that night, um, but I was going to eat dinner be- before everyone else did. And so I let everyone know, hey, I'm going to make some gravy, and I'm going to eat biscuits for my dinner, knowing that all of them would probably eat something else for dinner, but that they might have a biscuit and gravy later. So that sets the stage. (laughs) I know this is so funny, but so anyway, everyone's gone except my daughter and I, and it's like three in the afternoon and I'm going to make gravy and have my dinner because I needed to finish eating early. And so I make the gravy and I make myself two biscuits and my, I realized my daughter's there. And so I'm like, oh, and do you want, would you like to have gravy and biscuits right now with me as well? And she said, yes. And of course, since I had two, I fixed her two, but that meant there were only two biscuits left. Okay. You might know where this is going if you have a 12 year old son. So we eat our biscuits. They were wonderful. And my son gets home and he walks in the door and he says, hi, mom. So did you make the gravy? And I said, yeah, I made gravy. And he said, how many biscuits did you eat? And I was, I have to say, um, bumped out. I don't know how else to say that. Maybe I got angry. Maybe I was triggered. I'm not sure what I was feeling in that moment, but I know it wasn't wonderful and positive. And I kind of was like, what's it up to you? Like I was irritated. That's a good word. I was very irritated because he does the, the fair thing often. 
uh, part of his personality and part of his strength, but it, it goes overboard in my mind a lot of times. And so I'm kind of like, why does, and I said, what, why do you care how many biscuits I had? What does that have to do with you? Because I'm trying to get him to say what he wants and needs instead of pointing out what other people are doing. So he looks at the biscuits and he says, well, you had two because there were six and that means four are gone. So you must've had two and Anne must've had two. I mean, this boy is sharp. <laughs> and he said, and you didn't leave enough for everyone else. And I had to just do some soothing in my own self because I felt flooded. I felt shamed. Like he was you know, shaming me for eating the the biscuits that I ate for my dinner. <laughs> so as you, I mean, you can imagine, this is so silly, but yet there's, there's emotions going on here. So I don't say anything. And then he, in his best 12 year old way is trying to communicate his needs and he's trying to ask for what he wants. And so he says something like, you know, mom, next time you do that, I'm wondering if you can take into consideration other people. Now, I have to say, you know, if I were like the best mom on the planet in that moment, I might have looked at him and actually said, Matt, that's amazing that you can communicate your needs and your desires in a way that's semi-respectful, right? Um, but I did not do such thing at all. I was so irritated with his fairness um, judgment that... <laughs> And with, with feeling shamed, like I did something wrong that I just said, don't, don't talk to me that way. <laughs> I'm your mother. And you don't, you don't question my judgment like that. And don't talk to me that way. I was really mad, but I didn't yell at him or anything, but I was, I was really mad. So anyway, my husband heard it all and was a little annoyed with him as well. I have to say. So my husband took him out side and they talked a little bit about the whole situation and, uh, Matt comes back in and now he's going to try to re-engage with me. And he, he says to me, mom, I'm really sorry for the way I spoke to you about the biscuits, but I do want you to know that I was very angry when I saw the biscuits and saw that you had eaten most of the biscuits. Now, if I were thinking a tune with my son and help him return to joy, <laughs> then I might have said something like, thank you for sharing with me that you were angry. I love you even when you're angry. So thank you. Right? Like, I'm glad to be with you no matter what. And then we could have talked about, you know, other ways to learn or grow. I think Dr. Siegel says, um, connect and then reflect. So he talks about how it's important to connect with your child in that emotion. And then when they're back to joy and everything's better, then you can reflect on the whole situation and use it as a teaching moment to help them see what maybe they need to see. Right. But I forgot all of that. <laughs> and in the moment, all I can think is, honestly, this is the stupidest thing to be angry about. Like, how can he be angry at me for this? Okay, so not attuning at all, not glad to be with him in his anger at all, because in my mind, you don't get angry about something like that, right? Like, and, and I'm, a, I'm a three on the Enneagram, and so a lot of times for me, I, I see it this way. I go, you know what? He's believing something that's causing his anger, and what he's believing right now is that there aren't enough biscuits and that mom was selfish. I mean, literally, and that's causing his anger. And I go, there's a different reality going on here, right? The reality is we can make more biscuits or maybe he can have the two that are there because maybe dad and other sister don't, don't want any, right? So 
So I see if he just stopped believing the things he believes that, you know, he, he gets left out and there's never enough for him. And, you know, so if he, if he, if he, if he would just stop interpreting reality that way, he wouldn't be angry. And so that's what I'm thinking. Right. But what I, what that means is, is I'm not okay with his anger, right? I want to fix his anger. I want his anger to go away. I don't want him to be angry and I don't like that he's angry. And so if, so what I did was just that I said, you know, babe, thank you for telling me you're sorry, but I'm curious. I tried to do this so well, right? I'm like, I'm curious just about what's behind the anger. And if you could see things differently. You know, if you could see that we have plenty of biscuits or if you could see that maybe you could eat those two biscuits, right? So I, so I'm trying to subtly correct or redirect, <laughs> reflect a little. And he looks right at me. He says, mom, please stop talking. And I stop. And he looks at me and he says, I just want you to feel my anger with me. And oh my goodness, my heart sunk to my stomach. Good on him for being able to say what he needs, which is a child level maturity skill. So he nailed it. And, and then he just like embraced me. He just fell into my arms in an embrace. Like that's what he needed is just, he needed to be connected to me. He needed to know I was okay with him, even when he's angry and that I'm not going to emotionally distance myself or shut him down or shut myself down when he gets angry at me. I mean, this is, you know, basic back to joy stuff, right? But I am still learning how I don't do this well. <laughs> so he fell into my arms and I'm holding him. And I am so thankful that that he's there, but I'm still not okay with his anger. <laughs> like I can feel inside myself. I'm being quiet, thankfully, but I'm still going, this is the stupidest thing to be angry about. And why can't he just not get angry? <laughs> like why, why can't he see things differently? But I didn't say anything. And when he, when he, after the hug, he looked at me in the eyes and he just said, thank you. Thank you for feeling me. And he was fine. Like he was back to joy. And I knew at that point, okay, now we can talk about the way he sees things or the way things are right. Um, but not because I need to fix him. Um, but maybe because he wants to learn and grow and, and we live in community. Right. So that happened several times over the weekend where I found myself trying to correct my son, not correct him, but um, reflect and help him before I connected with him emotionally. And, and really it stems because I'm not okay. I was not okay with him being angry. I didn't want him to be angry. I wanted to push that away and separate myself from it and distance myself from it. And so super thankful for my husband and for him working through this with me. And, and two or three times this weekend, he actually said to me, mom, I, I just want you to feel me. I just want you to connect. Um, and so that was beautiful and so beautiful that he can ask me for that. And of course, I want to give that to him and, um, and, and connect with him before, before I correct him or try to help him change as a person. So that's the story. It's a little crazy. I uh, hope you found yourself in it somewhere and hope it was helpful as I just break through, break, break down these things for myself and note them to myself. And, you know, I don't know if the next time I'm going to respond better. I'm, I'm hoping that at least I will notice the emotions going on inside of myself next time. Um, and I'm thankful that I've got a great community to practice in. Hope that helped. See, uh,
Hope that helps you live a little more Jesus-led and joy-fueled. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy-Fueled and Jesus-Led. Does certain emotions bump you out? Do you find yourself wanting to tell people that if they just thought differently, they wouldn't feel so bad? Or let them know why they shouldn't feel the way they do? Luke 10 helps families become communities of practice where we get to make mistakes and learn together how to have healthy attachments to live more joy-filled and Jesus-led. That's your starting place if you want to develop some of these skills for yourself. Until next time.